for welcome back to Flightful Podcast. I've just got into the river. There's a chirping of grasshoppers around me. Um, and I'm just about to change to my B&B platen. Because I think that's going to work a bit better under these conditions. Um, I've come a bit further down past the area I cut last week. Last night I came out but the sound level for the recording was quite bad. It's going to snip a little. Pop magic off. I got a sort of miniature fly box. Which is a very very thin um, plastic, a couple of mils deep, in which I've got a couple of flies, probably 20 or so, including some micro flies and uh, uh, really at least one of each of my top patterns. Um, so I'm just going to tie this B&B on. As I'm doing that, I'm watching the riffle on the ribble, river, working out where the currents are. I'm looking for the strong currents smacks in there as well. So strong currents um, are where the majority of the food's going to be. And fish will lie in those waiting for the food to come to them. And they also will lie in slacks and deeper hollows when they want a bit of a rest. So a lot of the fish I'm taking are Size of the river. Just going to crease um, sort of polypropylene on the front of this BMB and the top of it. Not all the fly gets greased. Get the hackles a bit. Just help it sit up a bit. And the bottom of it you can dunk in the water. So it fishes as a merger. Very, very effective pattern. I took three very good fish last night from basically the same area in the pool on this. Um, I usually count for just one fish per pool, or decent fish per pool. And I just did uh, deer her cadets over it before. I had no, uh, no takers to that. But smaller fish. So let's, without further ado, let's get uh, this fly up there. I'm just going to try a ripple which is on the right hand side. I know there's some deeper water there. A little bit of quite heavy reed here. 
fish sitting beneath this, it gives them protection, which is one of the reasons why I'm keen not to take a lot out when I cut the river. You uh, read things like Holford and um, people's reflections on, yeah, there's a fish just lying in that little stream, came up for the B&B, &B. little brownie, first fish of the day. So that's nine o'clock exactly. I'm just going to take him out off, off the hook, put him back in. He was just lying at the head of the riffle, millimetres out from the bank. Um, just came up and took it. I, that particular cast, I'd cast, so I'd hit the bank with a leader. I hadn't pulled it back dramatically. Just allowed the current to pull the leader off the bank and the fly to come off the water. Oh, I just had a fish come near that. Came out of look, I might be able to get that to come again. Give it a bit of a longer lead in. Uh, oh, I've got a farmer come down to see me. Also, a large proportion of the damsels flip, flipping about on the top here. That was the Liverpool Street to Cambridge train coming in, down the side. There's a few fish in the glider. Yeah, that's a better trout. Just above me. Came up and I really wanted it. Actually, I thought it was a better trout. It's um, about the same size. That's good. Nice little wild brownie. Um, I'm going to have to get my forceps out. It's as I'm fishing barbless, it's taken that hook down. It really wanted it. And sometimes just to clear the barb, there we go, that goes back in. You need to give it a bit of a, bit of a poke backwards, not too much. There we, there we go. Let's see if there's anything else at the top of that rifle. I was just sitting on the head of the glide. Another one came up not very full heartedly. 
other side. See if I can get anything down the right hand channel. There's weed in the middle here. I've cut patches in that weed. But there's a right hand channel which flows, and a left hand channel which flows both to the sides, which tend to be a bit more deeper um, and less weed on them. And I'm going over those. Gravel is just wonderful here. Um, and I'm also going down the centre. There are a few fish down the centre. him rising a couple of times. Yeah, that's a, a little trout B&B again. It's a rather killing fly if I say so myself. Let's take that hook out and pop him back and then grow a lot bigger. I think if we keep them on the toes, hopefully become more aware of uh, predators like uh, heron and mink, a bit of CDC gel rather than a. Yeah, there's loads of little reed smuts. Can even get a hook small enough to imitate those. I could do a very big one on a size 35 TMC hook. I have caught fish on. Um, I must admit the nightmare is actually getting the things out. I've just dropped that down the side where I've seen fish rising. That hasn't done anything. It may be taking that fish out and spook them. Ah oh, no, there goes a the fish. That was below him. Let's see if he turns. Both me, on the right hand side there's a bit of weed, reed, sweet grass sticking out. That fish, that's right on that fish. Oh, came up, just looked at it but didn't take it. Anyway, I just popped it straight on there, about 20 yards above. If we can get it to come up again. Problem is, once these fish see you fly, that's it. They're either interested or not interested. Gotta try a bit further down the middle. See if that works. See if there's any other trout lying where the one which I've just taken came from. I'm seeing fish move. Yeah, there we go. In the bend. Look, Brownie again. B and B inside the mouth. 
one's a, a female, quite pronounced, sort of anal. Vent. I definitely want that one back in. And out again, I've just seen a little fish rise. Just had a fish rise in front of me. Just move. Yeah, I've got it. On the BMB again. Well, he might be a bit bigger. Yeah, he is a bit bigger. Taking a few fish here. Um, again, that's on the BMB. I'm going to have to get my forceps out on this one just to give me a few more millimeters to get everything done. I'm going to put him back. and everything else you probably can hear rattling around there. Today I've brought out, check my, we're still recording here, here we are. I brought out um, a chest pack which I haven't used for some time to tell you the truth, it just just felt it gave me a bit more to carry a number of different things today. Um, and I'll try it out. I'm getting used to this new pair of waders and until I've got to a position where I can that was a shorter cast than I wanted. I'll just bring it to the bottom of the pool, see if there's anything there. You know, remember these fish move around the pool. I'm going to try it, try it. Yeah. Try up the pool. And oh, I don't know if that's a dace which took there. Or chub. It was a small fish anyway, flicked off. I'm going to see if we can get a, a rise out of that. that mm. Fish which has been on down the right, right hand side for some time now. If we can get the fly to it. Fox cast to dry off the fly. That's a bit better. Not really getting the drift I need on it. Alright, just thrown out um, what I would call a shepherd's hook cast. 
See if I can get the fly a bit closer to him. Because you can never tell what sort of fish it is until you got it on, really. Um, difficulties here because of the current um, pulling on the line more than anything else. I don't think that fish is at all interested in, the, in this. Came up and had a look some time ago. So I'm going to swap the side of the pool. Um, so if we can fish down the left hand side, where's some, uh, there's a, quite a bend of it, it's the inside of the bend. There's some deep water there. Let's see what's going on. Oh, that's not working, so I'm going to pop one, one right into the corner. See if I can get the one which I've seen come up a couple of times. To come along. If it's still there. That's it there. and coming down here and looking where I was taking those fish they just come off an area which I could have hold in the weed last week which is good to know I mean it's um, definitely created a bit more area for fish to lie in expose them a little bit more maybe given them a Hopefully a better environment because that's why they're down here. Anyway, um, you know, I'm getting a little fixated on this one particular bend and pool, so might be a good thing to move on. Rather, it is a very, very, very nice pool. Uh, it's got quite a bit of filamentous algal growth starting. 
corner here. I've just missed the little trout lying. I just flicked. Literally just flicked the fly around the corner. It sunk. As I was thinking, oh, I'll just dry my fly off. He swirled after it. So I'm going to just block the fly on my little bit of amadou. It's that fungus padding. Um, I bought it really for CDC patterns. It worked with anything. Um, actually fine. I prefer, and this would be heresy, I prefer uh, polypropylene to CDC in many ways. It's um, it obviously doesn't absorb. Just greasing the top of that fly again. It doesn't absorb uh, water hold it in the same way that CDC. I do find I've had a couple of fish on a CDC fly, but you need a couple, you need to change it. And um, they're okay, you, you block them off for a while, but the water gets right down the bottom of the fibres of the fly. So it can be very difficult to uh, get them to refloat again. This is section I'm fishing at the moment. Come up on probably my favourite section. There's a pool up here which uh, holds a lot of fish. I came and cut a bit below it to try and move some of the fish down a bit more. Yeah, there we go. And um, I wanted to see whether I could move some better sized fish in to the pool and get them a bit more. Yeah. Now that's a wild fish. It's a good fish. It's not one of which has been stocked in. And it's um, moved into the section that I've cut. Gonna it's actually quite well hooked, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to allow him to go into the weed. Get his head down. I'm to feel a bit more safe. I'm going to try and get a photo of that. Try and remove the hook. I'm just going to point him downstream, and there he goes off. Again, the B&B uh, &B is working well. I have a feeling I missed that fish just a while ago. chest pack I'm using um, it's one of the Orvis ones I think it's a clear water one it's uh, the cheaper of the two they were doing and 
I just thought it was better designed and laid out than the more expensive one. Um, I only want to get a little bit more storage in. Um, not looking for massive amounts of stuff to come about. It's more tippet material. And as it else, get that fly up. There's a fish out of the same pool. If not, just cast it on beyond a piece of yellow flag. Just coming out of the river. Sometimes fish sit near there. Last year I got, got the line over the yellow flag. And I was uh, casting up and out, and the fly dragged up. As a fish tried to take the fly. Um, which gave it a, a real surprise. I've seen something fairly hefty rise in the middle of this pool above me. Just want to see if I can get a good float down. The centre. I don't want to line it, but I want enough distance for it to lead in. Yeah, there we go. That's a small fish. But, ee, there we go, we're picking up the chub now. Um, minute chub, take him off the hook. And uh, put him back. Chub here. I did think I saw a better, better trout rise in the centre. And when I've cut this bit further up in this pool, I've cut it so there's a lot of a lot of riffle. Which is clear of weed now. Yeah, there we go. So I was just on the edge of the riffle.
losing count, that's uh, three or four trout I've had at least. Um, let's go back and count up on the tape where I am. For me, this isn't about numbers, um, it's about making sure catch fish. really about the numbers, it's more about uh, the environment out in and then it's about working out the issues and the problems which we're yeah, facing on the river, getting because at the end of the day that's part of what it's about, it's uh, the mental puzzle, it's finding out what these fish are taking, where they are, why they won't come up to your fly, um, what you can do to improve your, improve your catch rate, strike rate, different hooks, um, different presentation, Sun's coming out on the water now, I'm going to fish the, uh, the riffle, because that's deep and old. You would think it is. There we go. Another one coming out of the riffle there. It's about getting a decent glider. A little trout. First place that I started to develop my emerging mayfly and detached body mayflies was on this particular pool for uh, a large trout which was coming up in the mayfly season. And it's very deep the pool, so you've got to make it worth the while to come up and have a, a look at what's what's there and whether they want to have have to eat. I've got. Get a longer run in, see if that helps. No. It's obviously. So there's anything in the pool today, they're not, not playing ball. We're going to move on. Unless you're seeing fish, I think it's worth just moving to new territory. See if you can bring up anything else somewhere else. Um, unless you've got a load of fish stacked up at the beginning of the season because they've been breeding, they're protecting the reds, that sort of thing. Grease as far as I'm talking to you. There isn't much point in concentrating on one area unless you can see the fish and unless you're getting some action. If you know the fish have been there and they're rejecting your fly, 
be fun just to stay there and uh, change change patterns size and work out what's going on um, difficult fish are a very important fish because they teach you an awful lot these fish I would come back to time and time again on certain stretches of the river because we're getting more difficult to catch. This is a little stretch I've cut. Holes in the weed. Let's see if there's anything lying in there. Just off, just off the uh, these reed holes. Fishing barbless comes. Uh, can be more of a zen experience you know you're catching fish but they're coming off um, sometimes that's down to the way they're taking if you have a fish which is following a, a fly down the pool and they do do that when they start to get wary and coming at the last moment if you strike too soon You have a tendency to pull the fly out of the fish's mouth if you're fishing upstream, which I, I do when I'm fishing dries. I know you can fish them downstream, but I think there's a lot of uh, sense. Just got loads of weed on my fly. I'm just going to have to clean this off. There's a lot of sense in. Fishing up so you're not disturbing fish. You know which way they're most likely going to lie. Uh, just coming up to the area, I took those fish off. And it's an area that I cleared quite significantly. Um, it's given it a good clean bottom at the moment um, I'm glad it's traitors holding areas where those trout want to be that was a design um, and purpose behind the idea it's sort of given that Uh, above here, again I've got, got fish rising, there's some riffle, and I've cleared the riffle on the left hand side. And there's a big glide above. So I'm going to stand on the riffle and fish the bottom of the glide. gently move myself up into a position where, where I can see some fish rising. 
get a cast at them. I'm trying to throw quite a bit of slack into this cast because as I'm standing in a riffle, it creates quite a bit of drag. I'll move out of the riffle. Yeah, there we go. That fish is planting itself with a bit of weed. Means I'm going to have to move up and do a bit of gardening. Which I don't mind doing. Um, Left my fly in there. The weed, I've got the trout out. It's a lovely little spotty. Um, I'm just going to put him straight back. Decent sized fish. I'm just going to take my fly out of the weed if I can get it. Yeah, it's very clever. These uh, thing to do is to ditch people in the weed. That wasn't absolutely stuck, and I think there's different ways of dealing with it. One of the best ways is actually just to drop the tension. The fish comes off, the fish comes off, but um, often they'll stop panicking if they can't feel the tension there. And um, somebody's just. Send me a message. It's going to dry everything again. Sort myself out. Probably going to pause this recording for now. Uh, I think I've done over an hour of it. It's probably best just to. Uh... Well, uh, welcome back uh, to the Fly Fishing Podcast. I'm out on the river here. I've been having uh, quite a time fishing uh, my B&B fly. Me big and black. Um, called big and black because it's developed out of a, a fly which was called the big red, which is uh, one of my favourite reservoir patterns, dry flies, and. Um, This has been doing sterling service this morning. Had two very nice larger fish on it. Well, three very nice larger fish on it. Uh, one of which was a wild one. And uh, two of which I believe have come from a stocking um, at the beginning of the year. So they have been in for some time. Just fishing up the section, I've just taken a little bit of film on. Concentrate. 
putting on the trying to get down size of the runs at the moment. Slightly deeper water. We'll see if anything's lying along the side of the banks. They tend to lie on the side of the banks. weed. Well, I've cut channels down the side, opened it up a bit. I've cut bits of weed off the top so you can drift the fly over the top of it. I haven't cut all of it, it's just uh, to give pockets which are fishable. Which was the key. Uh, so I could get my dries over the the top of the fish. And I'm just going to fish up here quickly. Um, keen to try and get uh, the fish right in between the bank and the weed, as I said. Just a little brownie. Now going straight into the bigger weed. Just gonna have to pull weed aside. Get out. Yeah. That's not very good. It's breaking me in the weed. Fishing five pound, it's uh, broken me off that little fish. Now, because I've got barbless hooks on, I'm not too worried about that. I'm just going to uh, re tie. I don't like being broken by fish. Um, I probably should have waited for him to come out. Let's go to retire and put another B&B on. Uh, it seems to be the right fly. That's if I can find one. Advantage to slowing things down. 
was with one of my friends. Uh, it was in a competition. Competition angler, John Duffield, in fact. Um, He's uh, a really, really good fisherman. Um, should have really been representing his country by now. But, you know, he's got other things in his life. Um, just saying to me, I was sitting there and everything was going wrong. And I thought, what I'd do is just retime our leader, take a bit of time, think about what's happening, and focus and centre myself, watch the guy I'm with and see how he's doing it and John came came in and won that competition uh, got his head in the right place and it made a lot of difference it does make a lot of difference rather than thrashing about I can see fish rising maybe on that that go maybe These might be a little chub. Put the fish over there, so I'm going to fish to them. See what happens. I like a better fish which came up a bit further along. Are they hugging? Hugging the bank, these fish. Between the bank and the weed. Sometimes these barbless hooks hold, sometimes they don't. And um, I'm not using a net, I'm just bringing everything to hand. It's quicker. I want to put my fish back as quickly as possible. Take a photo if I want to take a photo. Um, I don't really want to bugger about with, with fish. So if they come off as I'm trying to bring him to hand. I'm not too worried about that. It just saves me taking off the hook.
picturesque castle. It was a really good morning's fishing, that's uh, half past ten. Had a couple of fish in between. That fish was picked out of area I've cut again. It's drifting this along the side of the bank. since that fish took ever since gone quiet ah, I've just seen seen some fish guys that's an old very old biplane going over the top there come out of there That's a Duxford. That's a good cast. Yeah, got the take. Here we go, he's jumping everywhere. Yep, get his head up. Oh, what a... He's one I've had before. Flipping back. See if I can dry off this fly rather than a bit of false casting. I'm just going to drift along, along the bank where that came from. See if I can. I'm talking about you know two, three centimeters off the bank. See if I can pick up another fish. There. Let's try a bit further up. Drift it along there again. Okay, well, on the right hand side, I'm now drifting down the left. I've cut weed, but uh, I'm not getting anything. I'm going to try the left-hand side again, but maybe 20 yards up. 
left-hand side. That's a good fish. Oh, came off in the weed. That was a two, two and a half pound brown. So that came up, it was on. They ditched me in the weed. That's lying mid-flow. I was gonna try up on the right-hand side. Again, I might as well put the others off. Hopefully, it's just gone. That's uh, 35 minutes past. Hopefully, it's just gone run under the sweet grass. Rising on this pool. I think that's small. Coming up to an area which has got a tree, one of the few trees on this section of the river, it tends to fish well because the light's being kept off the river. Sorry, the light's on the river. Uh, there's no shadow. Ringlunculus is growing and um, Makes a lot of difference, makes an awful lot of difference. Pop my fly in. Little fish sunk that. That's a chub. I don't mind these little chub. Uh, the bigger ones do take, tend to take a lot of fry out. It's worth concentrating on maybe removing those. The small ones, they provide a, a food source for, for the trout as they grow up. Um, I always think it's worth keeping a few about, let's put it that way. So, um, worth having the variance in the water. fish rising by the tree. What sort of size they are, I've got no idea. They look fairly small risers. But they look chub-like risers. But that wasn't. That is a good good trout. Another two and a half pound trout. It just shows you. Yeah. That's four I've had. Good fish, good fish, good fish. Actually, it's probably not that big as about a pound, pound and a half. That's a wild fish.
quite deep, so I'm going to have to use forceps to get it out. There we go, and back it goes. This shows you the. Wash that fly off a bit. That was just really fish blind us casting towards. Well, I still think we're probably trouble days coming up. Fine and far off. I was just drifting along the surface and it came up and had it. Um, real battle of a fish. Yeah, those are, I think those are chub. Ooh! I'll wait a bit longer for that one to go on and I think it's right, the chub you pause a while before they take it the shapes of the mouths makes them quite difficult to hook so I've taken out it's, it's a small, smallest chub which will become a biggest chub I'll put that one back Take him out when it's a bit bigger. Yeah, that's chub. Um, what I want to do is move up and just say, uh, fairly clean to fish just above this. Um, Tree, actually, I took some good fish above it last night. It's a difficult cast to get under. I can't get the, cut the river any further than this, and um, So what I'm doing is I'm coming up the pool almost opposite the, the tree and a fish shortish underneath it and I'm pushing myself back maybe two three foot back into the sweet grass 
try and just get my fly into the run. fish oh, now fishing a bit too close I want to see if these fish are still in areas they were last night oh Times like this, where actually having a double taper line becomes very, very useful because I've got a tree behind me, and the only way I'm going to really get anywhere is by getting a roll cast out onto the water. because I could roll cast. Wouldn't have been able to do that with a, a weight forward. Nice little brownie. Come up for my fly. And we're quarter to eleven here. Take the fly out. Just want to see if I go a bit further up. Well, I'm heading into weed country now. Oh, I don't think. Uh, bigger about. Um, it also gives me an idea if I've got to come back and do a bit of cutting. Actually, I did come up this far and cut at least a tubular weed, but I'm now into uh, somebody else. sections where there's a lot of yellow flag in the centre of the river. I think um, that needs to be taken out so the ranunculus can be established properly.
a bit more jungle fishing really here. You can just drop your fly in if you're accurate. Interesting, the fish seem to run out up here. I've seen something rise there. Probably the next section I need to come and do a bit of work on. Um, move some of this flag out of here. I'm going to call that a day. I had a good little fish up here. It's coming up to 11 o'clock. Um, Uh, and the fish, the area I've cut has worked well. Um, I'm hoping this recording's better this time. It's been a, an hour or so sort of fishing. Um, the B&B, &B, you know, is a fly which I actually stopped fishing for a while. Um, anyway, I was catching fish on the B&B &B in the Mayfly season. Um, it was developed as a hawthorne pattern and a very much an alternative and I'm winding my line in here to the uh, hawthorne which I used to fish um, and I always felt that it should be a fly which works well and I had tried a variant of it on the reservoir and just hadn't been very successful at all. So I wanted to give it a go. I've given it a go now, and um, you know it's been a sterling fry, fly this season. I've taken at least 100, if not 200, fish on it. And just fishing up here, it's obviously something which you're very happy to look at as a uh, may. Um, small dark sedge imitation as well as just taking it as a a hawthorn just wading back down the river um, when I'm closer to a point in the bank where I can get out easily 
a bit shallower, I will walk up and get out and just go back down the field. I'm aiming to get back home now. I might come back out later on and cut some weed or um, depending on how I feel. Uh, fish another section which I haven't fished. But here, see how we go. Um, right, here we go. This is a Sweet grass here. Then I'm out onto the bank, which is good. I've been up here before. <sighs> yeah. Well, Heron has just come out of the field. Not happy to see Heron about. They're, uh, they do a lot of damage as a bird. Um, they don't. They seem to not just take fish to eat either. They also hit and maim fish. Well, I think there's a little bit of a. in a hen coop sort of situation which arises with them. And they just enjoy a bit of the killing. And the otters we have on the river, I have to say that is the case. They, uh, they seem to go through an awful lot of fish they've got preference for fattier fish so trout, salmon, eels, tench then we'll have no problem at all they like those so thank you very much um, it's a little bit like uh, going away and leaving a teenage children with a, a fridge which is absolutely stacked full of goodies when you come home expecting there to be anything left um, the same with otters really you know they will take advantage of what's there in terms of natural resource unfortunately uh, otter populations did dwindle to the extent they came protected um, and then they were reintroduced that reintroduction um, didn't necessarily look at pulling them back into balanced environments and their impact on those so we have a uh, you know two otter halts which have been introduced uh, locally on the river um, and the otters happily eat all the fish which are there. Fish stocks have dwindled. Uh, the environmental agency now gets worried about 
what fish stops are around. Um, because they haven't coped with the fact that we're going to introduce otters. So it's all very nice and to want things reintroduced. You'll understand if you take away the some of the control mechanisms rather than just slacking them off you uh, probably are doing a lot of damage and when you've got an animal which will breed at any time of the year and breed heavily in terms of the weight of food that it can catch it's going to keep that breeding system going and there's going to be more and more uh, otters coming along and they're just going to take everything out of uh, the river and we've got colony which is just so the old biplane going ahead and colony just established itself um, further downstream opposite uh, a trout fishery on a lake and this trout fishery on a lake hasn't got a single fish left in it um, it's got got some very fat otters sitting on the other side but that's about it so you wonder what you can do really I think the only thing you can do is try and make sure that when you're going to do introductions that it's been well thought out there is a mechanism if the balance goes off sway to actually rebalance it um, And that is not just uh, about looking around that in a sort of one-year introduction cycle. You're looking over 10 years, perhaps, and making sure that you've got stuff which has been ring-fenced and budgets to do work to improve the environment of the river. So uh, fish stocks are going to be good because, let's face it, work which needs to be done which is things like cleaning the reds getting silt out of the river um, chasing up the environmental pollution which is causing things like filamentous algal growth which kills off so much fine life is not happening and it's very nice to have a an otter kicking about but there's not going to be very many otters kicking about when they can't sustain themselves it's rather like the birth of the urban fox you know that uh, there's more more foxes can't sustain themselves in the countryside so they're now moving into town and going for the easy pickings of the bins or what people leave outside for them and in the countryside in the right numbers the fox is a beautiful animal we've got to think about what we're doing make sure it happens in the right balance in an example of well, the fishing world is pulling Xander into rivers, not uh, 
not a good idea. Um, there's only one place you're supposed to return them, and that's the main drainage system of the 40 foot. Those are, those are getting everywhere now, they're even going to graph and water. So, we have other introductions as well, um, which might be quite good for certain things. In the, the killer shrimp, which is turned up in Grafham as well. And the trout are really locked onto that. And uh, they're very happy to eat it. The last real competition I fished, um, I was fishing uh, big hairs here, snatchers. And a trout were literally, as it hit the surface, just whacking into this, this fly. I didn't go more than 10 yards from the lodge, or from the beam on the lodge, and drifting out from there. And we'd finished way before anybody in the competition, just by repeating a very simple drift fishing almost emerging shrimp patterns really it was so they went very deep down the fish and they're packing on a lot of weight however that shrimp has probably come over, over in the, the bulges and bilges of uh, some of the boats which are racing on Grafton Uh, so brought in from the continent, probably the probably from Holland actually, because uh, the Dutch have got it there, which has come come over from Russia or down from Russia. So there's different ways of looking at the invasive species. I'm standing here and uh, the bottom's up nice and high. Um, I'll just come and whack a bit of that down. And that really kills off an awful lot of life because nothing will feed on it. It tends to take over. Right, we're 11 o'clock, we've got an hour before I get back and out. I'm just going to turn off my recorder now. Um, come to the top of the beat one of my favourite sections to simply lose the bridge, pop down here and have an hour or so over about 200 yards. That's all we needed.